Previously on the Tartan Tabletop Podcast, our heroes all convened on the Eclipse, a party yacht with a party at the edge of the universe. While they were there, they didn't get along. There was a Mexican standoff, but they were forced to work together in order to defeat the evil eldritch monster that attacked the ship. However, the monster proves too fierce for our heroes, and they escaped on a pod, only to be ejected into deep space. Oh no, how will they get out of this one? Find out tonight on Tartan Tabletop. Can't believe it's been a whole week, guys. Eh? Whole week. You're saying that as if it hasn't. It's been like six days. It's not been a whole week. It's been six days. Oh, pedantic. Yes, yeah, very pedantic. How are the DM? How are we doing? What's happening? Does anyone have any questions about the last session? Anything they'd like to um, add in now that we've done a fantastic recap? I have a gen... Just a kind of a law question about plasmoids. Here we go. Uh... So I was thinking about like what do plasmoids eat? Obviously, last session we were th- they were drinking and smoking, but like, what do they? If I get faced with a sandwich, like, is that too complicated? He's just a ooze. Like, can he handle it, or would that be well within? I I would I would just make it up myself and go along with it and create my own story for it, Josh. But I'm leaving. You're the puppet of this realm. The, you're the god. I am the puppet of the realm. You're the puppet master, sorry. <laughs> yeah, puppet master. I'm the puppet yeah, of the master. realm. No, you've said that. Um, <laughs> uh, good question, now. Um, I would say it's entirely up to you. Are you asking where, like, you know, you've said to yourself, you absorb things. Are you asking whether you need to? Like, what do you need to eat or whether you just eat in general? Could I just, like, if, if there's, like, oh, a bowl of soup, just put my hand on it and then, like, I've had the soup. <laughs> you don't. You don't have a. You don't have a mouth. Exactly. I mean, I only make one to. I mean, how do I talk? How do I make? Oh. Anyway, without further ado. <laughs> I, I also want. We've got all our uh, an actual question that fucking matters. Yeah. Do we have our equipment oh. and all that? But hey, um, we've got all our equipment back. Yes, yes. Uh, at the end of the last one, you all got all your equipment and we're in the escape pod. And you made your way into the escape pod as it exited the eclipse. So, without further ado, let's begin. Don't fucking laugh at me. <laughs> I'm trying to set the scene here. Production value that is a high budget podcast right here. Who'd have thought that was all from my mouth? Uh, <laughs> what do you have in your notes? Uh, P-F-F-F-T-H-H-H-H <laughs> Like a sort of <laughs> Flames burst on all sides of your escape vessel. The debris from the river, the colossal cosmic storm you now find yourself enveloped within bats you from side to side. A dark green light pierces through the cabin window, bathing you all in a feeling of deep sort of malice and uncertainty. The occasional flash of astral lightning fully illuminates the cramped metallic space around you, uh, and I've written here, in some regards, it feels like a tomb. Very cheery place to start. Um, anyone can roll me a perception check as you're sort of batted around in here. <clears throat> Natural 20. Oh! Yep. That's a 23. Not quite an at 20, but... Big fat 8. <laughs> oh, adding my actual perception score makes it a 27. Ooh! Mm. Um, so, on a natural 20, in fact, just with all of them, 
you're just looking out a window, so, you know. I'm so good at looking out windows. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> um, you look out this window, um, you see a few things. You see the remnants of the Eclipse, the sort of yacht-class spaceship that you'd narrowly escaped from. It's sort of been dragged further away from you by a, a, a dark mass of writhing tentacles. Um, what is it you got, Petey? A 23. 23. Um, on a 23, you see a collection of sort of distant escape pods. Uh, just other ones that you assume have escaped from the eclipse, sort of firing in all directions. Um, and in your heart of hearts, uh, you know that one of them has your beloved hamster, Carmen, on board. Is, are there any windows inside of these? Obviously, we're looking out of a window. Are there any windows big enough? Are they close enough? Can I get... A visual <laughs> or anything with that 23? No. <sighs> okay. Sky and Row. Um, you guys sort of look out the windows. These guys are sort of focusing in on, you know, like the, the moving things, the sort of ships and, and other stuff that's just happened to you. You guys just sort of look at your immediate surroundings. Um, this is a part of space that, you know, as far as you know, no one has ever ever seen this is completely new for you guys and you look around and you see first off something weird you don't see an end to the river the storm this isn't just like a a small storm that there seems to be an end gap this seems to stretch for miles deep into the other direction um, and you also see that there's planets it looks like within this space you see and the kind of greens and the, the purples and the fog almost that there are like large planet sized um, entities sort of within a certain distance of you. Um, is there anything anyone would like to do? Um, I know you all have your gear now, you all have your actual sort of clothes and stuff, so if you would like, you can describe what you sort of look like with your new stuff. Yeah, so um, I have like more sort of tactical armour on. It's not the newest, it's not the best. It doesn't really match. You know, it's like when you're playing an RPG and you want you, you want all the best stats, not, the, not necessarily the, uh, the, the bonus from having the same set. Um... Yeah, it's it's a bit old, it's a bit rusty, but it's definitely doing the job. And I have a large sniper rifle as well, uh, which I didn't have previously. I've also got you know various like gadgets and gizmos around my belt, um, like uh, daggers strapped to my thighs, things like that. Uh, Sam is really trying hard to hold in a, a sneeze right now, <laughs> and everyone else is trying really hard to hold in a laugh. I bet I did a great job there. And no you did. Was... Yeah, but you're 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 stood up. Oh, anyway, <laughs> let it out, my man. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking like. Um, I pull out as well one of the pouches, um, the sort of similar cigar that uh, PT was smoking last time, a, a blue cigar filled with tobacco blue, blue backo. Me and I were spitballing this earlier. What's funnier? I don't know. Blue backo? The blueco? The blueco. I like, I like the blueco. Thanks, Lauren. Um, yeah, that is Braxton Delphire. How are you looking? Uh, Sam? Uh, so I'm actually going to do a little bit of extra description because I realised I had a listen back and I realised that I actually didn't really describe Sky very much at all last time so a little bit more about Sky is that he's young if I hadn't said that already um, like maybe late teens or early 20s that sort of like just a man age and he's got an eyebrow piercing because he's edgy unlike oh. me he's got really like piercing on the, in his eye just because he's you know I don't know that changes everything so far <laughs> does that so far <laughs> yeah. I may go back and re-record the first episode and he's got some really nice 
amber orange eyes just to give him that spacey edge but he is a human happens in real life too I looked it up and yeah he's got those (laughs) (laughs) and he's got those like cool spacey like braids I'm thinking like my inspiration for that was like uh, the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones but like space style rather than old school fantasy style and he's in his armour now that he's got that almost looks a bit too much like armour we'll find out later that essentially this is the armour he trained in so it's kind of like the kind of armour that you would see like training kids wear at like a training school or a camp for like young warriors so like it still it fits him and it's good and it does the job but it just looks a little bit too uncool to really be armour PT is in the same outfit that he was in before same suit same shoes now however he has his overcoat on and his overcoat inside his overcoat is uh, it's either chainmail or chain chain shirt chainmail shirt lining so it kind of still looks good but as he walks he kind of jingles a bit so he's not very stealthy but it's all good he can take that off when he needs to Uh, he holds all of his belongings in a giant violin case uh, there's not a, there's not a violin or a Tommy gun in there. He, that's just how he keeps his stuff, and he has a fedora with a kind of a dark green, kind of just a, a spark of green to kind of go with the skin, about just to add a bit of flair to the outfit. Was his skin green? Yeah. All right. All right okay. Like it, it, it can be other colours. He can absorb dyes and things like that, Ooh, which can nice. like. Wait, do, wait. Going back to what plasmoids eat. So I mean, if you ate like. I don't know, like a red apple, would he go slightly more pink? He, around the area would go slightly more pink. So like, you know how if you added like lemon zest to something, it wouldn't immediately go completely... Niall's playing as an ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> but if you added like yellow dye to something, it would. it's designed to... So like he can like, if he's feeling fancy, he'd be like, I'm feeling, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit of purple today. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some purple dye. He doesn't have any dyes with him. In his case, he didn't think he would be going away for an extended period of time. So maybe he'll come across some fancy dyes. We'll see a, a, a purple pity at some point. Purple pity the plasmoid. I guess we'll see. Um, one-eyed, one-horned, purple flying pity. Lauren, please. Ro is gonna look basically the same. Um, all her weapons are like built in, so she's just. Still chilling. Yeah, it's the the thing with robots is is you know they're not taking off and putting on clothes really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, as you guys sort of sit in the the pod, is there anything you're sort of saying to each other? Any conversations you're having as you sort of huddle um, through space? You're sort of slowing down now as you hit a piece of sort of atmosphere. Um, you're not so much like you know blowing back into your seat from the G force or whatever. Am I piloting this? I'm, assu- I'm assuming. Um, I was going to ask: Is there any sort of like controls, or are we free falling through space in a random direction right now? Anyone can give me a, a kind of intelligence check. DC's ten; it's very low. And was there any? I, you know, I was I was working on this the eclipse as a custodian. Was there any like first day training, like just doing the the little quick like here's the escape pods. This is how they work if they work in an emergency. Well, you can roll with advantage. Yes. <laughs> I got an eighteen. I got a ten. What were we doing? Raw intelligence? Yeah. 21. We're raw-dogging intelligence right now. <laughs> I got 12. 12. 21, 21 um, you, you know, this was part of your training um, to be on the ship. Um, so essentially what happened was when you uh, got on, 
you get on, you initiate it, you strap in, and it blasts you off into space as you're all strapped in. Once it reaches a sort of stable speed, you know um, there is a, a portion at the front that's actually blocked off right now just by a sort of uh, sliding door um, that, wa- that will open up when, you know, the, the time is right and you reach the correct speed uh, to a sort of cockpit area. After a little bit of commotion and, you know, we're all kind of like settling into the reality of the situation, I'm going to tr- sort of rather grandly grab everyone's attention like, don't worry guys, I know what to do. And then open the sliding door. You open the sliding door and you see a fairly sort of sparse cockpit. Um, looking in, all the screens sort of blink, 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 start to blink into operation. Uh, this is old. This looks like... You know, it's not up to code like a lot of the ship was, um, but it does look pilotable. Sky looks really proud with himself. As you open that up, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna cut. I'm gonna cut some of that silence. I'm not gonna cut all of it. I had to be silent there as Alex was past a pillow for his delicate ass. <laughs> uh, um, we're gonna be here for a while, you know. I'm I'm sat on a fucking stool. <laughs> yeah, we are recording. We record at the highest budget. That's what we do. We've got uh, the highest budget studio we could afford, which was free. Um, so that door opens. You go through. You see all this. Uh, you guys can also see through into this cockpit, but there is sort of a large. Um, I've written viewfinder, I mean sort of just like the, the front windscreen of the thing, you know what I mean? It's that sort of dome shape uh, window um, that you guys can see through, um, and as you do look through, you see that you are hurtling sort of in the course of a planet ahead of you, um, you're not going directly towards it, but there is one sort of off of you, um, what would you like to do? Are there any sort of like navigation computers? Like, I'm assuming if we're going by a planet, we're either gonna like go into its atmosphere and crash land, or we're gonna go into orbit, or we're gonna slingshot around the planet and go faster somewhere else. So, like, is there- why would you? You're just making up problems that Josh hadn't thought of yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like- no. <laughs> uh, I I I'm an experienced uh, pilot. I'm gonna sit at the controls and uh, say, "Move out the way, son." Uh, I've flown things much bigger than this, much smaller than this as well. This is no hassle for me, no issue at all. I get out of the controls and I try and, you know, m- take over, go into manual mode. That's fab because I haven't passed my test yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you need to have someone with three years flying experience, uh, depending on the size of the planet you're on and how long a year is, but roughly three years uh, as, agreed bo- as agreed for by the, uh, whatever the Galactic Federation type of thing is called. In this. GVLA? <laughs> Is it the G- yeah the GVLA whatever um, yeah but I'll 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 take you out one day uh, once we're out of this mess. So Braxton, um, not only do you have the most sort of experience of flying a ship, but you're also sort of the most like captain experience, I would say, and the biggest ego, the 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 most humble of them all. <laughs> um, you probably have the big most captaining experience, um, specifically in like a sort of rust bucket vessel such as this um against all odds um so i would say i mean you can roll me a a intelligence check with advantage as your brain starts to formulate a plan some plan um it's an 11 i have a zero in intelligence (laughs) so that's that's what's required for flying ships i'm gonna be very bad at this um okay on an 11 um you start to piece together sort of all of the components that you might need to pilot this. What is your plan, first and foremost? What are you planning to do? Are you going towards this planet? 
Or move away. You... We've gone through the other side of the river. You're still in the river, but you're sort of in a more stable area of it. Yeah. Um, it seems that the river stretches much farther yeah, than you thought it well, did. These, these little pods, they're not built for distance, I would assume. No. So we're going to have to land somewhere pretty fucking close, and this is the closest planet. So, well, these little planets, uh, these pods, I mean, they're, they're not built for distance, so uh, we better land somewhere pretty fucking close. And that planet is the closest thing I see. Everybody okay with me landing down there? Go! That sounds like a great idea. Girls trip. <laughs> Girls trip, bro, just like all of them. Um, so, yeah, so I guess we'll go towards the planet. What does the planet look like? Um, you guys have a look at the planet. You'll see it looks uh, fairly Earth-like. There's clouds. You see some sort of green continent-looking areas separated by sea. Uh, the weather looks good. You don't see any form of storms. Yeah, so that, yeah, go towards that. Cool. Sounds good. You start trying to pilot the ship towards it. Um, you realise, you know, this is going to be fairly difficult in terms of, like, there's, like, flying asteroids and debris and pieces of ship, and also this is just, like, a shit thing to try and fly. Sure. So, Ro is normally my, my Chewy, my navigator. Um, is there, like, a spot for her? Yep. So... There is a sort of autopilot system on this, however, it seems you your thought of that is it's not going to be able to, um, it, it won't be able to handle this level of manoeuvring. Um, in terms of like jobs for people, someone will have to uh, sit beside you essentially and run sort of diagnostic esque things in the ship, like to do with like landing gear and like are the engines going to overheat and, and things like that. Is that an intelligence base? That is an intelligence base. Okay, uh, I will say to. Uh, Sky, uh, listen here, son. You want to learn how to fly something? You've first got to you've uh, you got to help out a pilot. So I need you here next to me, working out the uh, diagnostics. All right? Really? I thought I thought the whole thing here was that you had a, like a co-pilot robot. Yeah. What am I? Chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> Rose really better with you know the uh, the directions and picking the uh, the music to play stuff like that. But uh, I need I need someone with a. A thinking, a thinking man here. Whoa. <laughs> a thinking person, Ro. A thinking, Whoa. not a thinking humanoid or whatever. I, I... Humanoid? Yeah, you... What the fuck's that supposed to mean, huh? Humanoid. Oh, I'm oh shall I go until my anthropomorphic? I'm an old, I'm an old ass man. I don't need this in my. Okay, I, I'm trying to teach the boy. Okay, Ro, do you mind if you, you do your usual with the ox cable, and then we let a, we let a little sky here. Take the turn. This guy's been like absolutely like waiting for a moment to like burst in at this like little ruckus, but he's like, yeah, 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 no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll fly with you, I'll fly. That's that sounds fun. All right, all right, all right, get over here, and then we're gonna try and land on that planet there, okay? Cool. So you guys sit in the sort of cockpit. You sit down at the sort of old janky. Uh, you, uh, Braxton, sit down at the old janky steering wheel. Uh, a sky. You take the sort of seat next to him that has all the, the sort of screens and dials, and you start running some diagnostics on the ship. Um, the other job that you uh, feel like will, will need to be done because there's four of you and it's fun. Um, there is like a, a mounted gun on the underside of the ship because why wouldn't there be on an escape pod? Um, the asteroids around here are not playing nice um, and if you're going to make this landing someone's going to have to try and take out any that are coming towards you. Um, the gun is relatively a pea shooter, it's sort of located under a little hatch in the floor. Um, someone will have to man the gun shooting the asteroids while the co-gunner uh, cranks the gun's battery. It's like a really arduous sort of physical task. Alright, well, 
Now, uh, Petey, now don't get ahead of yourself here. I don't want you handling a gun normally. But in this situation, we need somebody to shoot the asteroids. Now, I saw you earlier on. You know how to handle a firearm. You're going to trust the convict with a firearm? Is that it, huh? Well, you can't exactly yeah. point it at the ship. Okay, okay, I'll get on. The, where's, the, where's the thing? Where's the thing? Well, keep an eye on Petey, and you can also uh, work the crank, okay? Use those muscles. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make a work the crank joke, but like... I'm trying to think of a crank joke. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you cranking last night. <laughs> Working that crank last night. I know how to work a crank. <laughs> Thinking about your wife. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so you guys do your sort of uh, tasks. So the rolls that I need you all to make, uh, Braxton and Petey, I need you both to make uh, just dexterity throws. Um, Check or saving throw? Uh, let's go with a saving throw. Why not? Doesn't make a huge difference. Uh, Sky, I would like you to make an intelligence uh, check, and uh, Row, I would like you to make a strength check. That is a 19 for Peter. Can I say, he's all got pissed off at me for making Sky do it, but I knew it was going to be an intelligence check. I knew I had high intelligence. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was gaming the system. I'm a smart little boy. 22. 22? 15. Uh, 15. 15. Those are some pretty high rolls. That's like, what, like a fucking 18 sort of average roll there between these all. Um, use fucking boss this. These are like... A w- functioning like a well-oiled crew already. Your skills seem to all gel into each other, almost as if you're an adventuring party. Um, as you sort of, like, nail you cut in between asteroids, you're doing some mad flips, you run your diagnostic sky um, and you luckily catch that there was a slight malfunction in the landing gear um, and the sort of landing procedure, which is uh, where the engines basically rotate and shoot down the way to slow you down. Um, had you not found that, uh, that wouldn't have happened and you all would have probably crashed into the surface and died. Um, so go you. I make that, like, extensively clear to the others and I'm, like, paying very close attention to how Braxton takes that news and, like, responds to, like, me slightly saving the day a little. Any Wombazoid could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ro, all right, Ro. Uh, well done there, Sky. Was this, Ro, I know you would have noticed it as well. Don't worry. It's the kid's first time here, okay? I'm just under the deck making machine gun noises while I'm shooting the gun, not listening to the <laughs> This is like a single fire laser <laughs> gun. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Bang! Um, you, you, you're nailing asteroids uh, left, right and centre here, Petey. Um, and as you look out at them, you start picturing the face of your sister, Mucasetta. You motherfuckers! You motherfuckers! Ro, this is, you know, classic robot work you're doing, um, cranking a shaft. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended. Um, You could do this, like, on standby if you wanted to. You're like... Um, you've almost got this thing firing automatically, despite the fact that it's not an automatic uh, gun. So, you guys do this without a hitch as you fire through into the planet's atmosphere. You hurtle towards the planet, bursting through the atmosphere and into the blinding fog of clouds. The air whistles through the pod, the ship reaching breakneck speeds. A quick flash of green foliage comes into view, along with the edge of a large sort of rocky cliff face growing closer and closer until... (coughs) Silence. And then 
darkness. I'm going to say you all take a little bit of damage here, but less damage than if you'd rolled uh, lower on those checks. You're going to take 1d20 damage. You'll take 13 points of damage. Jesus Christ. For every person that failed the DC before that, I was going to add an extra d20 to that, so count yourself lucky. As well, do some maths here. Um, You all sort of come into... You know, a state of better consciousness um, as you dust yourselves off a little bit as steam and smoke start to fill the cabin. Um, <coughs> sparks of electricity fly from the, the broken computer components in the cockpit area um, and a small fire burns on the control panel as the AR screen flickers around the cracked windows. You see nothing but rock and debris around you. What would you like to do? Is there a way of checking what the atmosphere is like on this planet? I can hold my breath for <laughs> one hour. <laughs> so I will... <laughs> hey, I'll, uh, I'll take a deep breath in here, go outside, uh, see how it's doing, take another breath. If it's not good, I'll come back inside, uh, take another breath and tell you what's going on. Most of the time, ships have, like, stuff built well, in. The ship's on I... fire! Well, you know, smoke goes into the air. We can't breathe the air because it's smoky. So we need to get the fire out. And we got any? I don't know water. All right, Petey, give it a go. But you're still under arrest, all right? So don't go too far. Hey, hey, listen, we're all out here together. You know, it's we're in the what's this planet? Oh, hey, this is a new planet. Yeah, no one's been on this planet before. Planet Petey, we're gonna call it Planet Petey. We're not not calling it Planet Petey. We've established this planet. Sky Planet Petey. I don't like Planet Petey. Roll Planet I mean, Petey. I, I do agree this is quite cool if nobody else has ever been here before. That's yeah, this is awesome. Red. Okay, Red, I'll go outside. And technically, because I'm the first man to walk, well, person, thing, to walk on the soil. Why are you confused? You know, do you know what you are? Listen. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big question, Sam. Listen, I know what I am, but it's very difficult when I'm surrounded by lots of humanoid culture and language you know, I'm trying to fit in with you humanoids. Yeah. I'm trying to wear suits. It's, you don't have not... to fit in with us. Just just tell us what you are. <laughs> PT is just going to flop into just a big ball of ooze with, with no warning. Hey! This is me! <laughs> this is me. Now, I don't usually, you know... I, I was saying earlier to my sister, you know, sometimes you just want to flop into a pile of ooze, but you know, some people don't accept you, you know, I'm sorry, I got my, my shoe stuck under my, my ooze, just let me move my shoe, there you go, right this is me, this is P Rule loves it <laughs> be who you are, <laughs> slay hey, thanks queen now get out there you big pile of ooze right, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna walk outside you're gonna try to walk outside um, you get to the door and find that through the sort of crash and the impact, it's sealed shut. However, there is a large red button set into a yellow box next to the pod's door. Is there a one-inch hole that I can squeeze through? For the sake of uh, the bit that I have written, no. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to extend uh, a single arm out of my pile of ooze and slap the button. You press the button, uh, and as you do that, red lights start to flash within the cabin as a klaxon goes off. It goes, What the hell did you do, Petey? This better not be a trick you were trying I to escape. I push the big red button. You know, if you get fucked, I get fucked. Like, that's how this works, huh? Do I know what's happening? Sounds like a party. <laughs> Row none now, right? I, I, I don't know what this is. They didn't tell us this in the ship training. 
uh, as you all stand there, uh, a screen above the door sort of flickers into um, into light, into being, and it reads, uh, Purge Sequence Activated. Oh, Jesus Christ, we got to get out of this ship right now. A big skull and crossbones appears next to it, and then as that flashes away, uh, a countdown from 20 appears on the right. screen. We're trying, I'm going to try and get out of the ship. Uh, how do you do that? Is it like the door is like broken shut? Bolted shut. What about the, the windshield? Is that is is it a is it was that a, was that like a, a hard dome with like a pixels projected onto it or was it actually like glass that we could see through? Um, it was sort of like very very hard glass, sort of like bulletproof. Could who's hey bro? Grab the gun, pull the gun out, rip the gun out of the wall, and then see if we can shoot it at the glass. Twelve seconds. What looks like the what looks like the weakest wall or window or where's the weakest structure? Roll me an intelligence check or perception actually perception. I'm gonna pull my gun and start shooting at the glass uh, and panic. It's only a thirteen. Thirteen. Um, it looks just like the area sort of around the door one, so at the bottom is the weakest. I I'm gonna sort of try and push everybody out of the way from the door, and I'm gonna cast like a third level thunder wave at the door, just like just cast big bang boom and try and blow the door off its hinges. Cool. That would be a saving throw for the door, which will automatically fail because it can't move out the way, so roll damage. 14. 14. That isn't enough to blow the door off its hinges, but as you do uh, cast Thunderwave towards the door, the force uh, pushes the button again, um, and you notice that the timer restarts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Petey's going to move over and just keep... Uh, every time a second passes in the timer, she's going to press it again. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be here a while, boys. I'm going to take my uh, rifle and just start like blasting at the, the windscreen. Um, roll me damage. Because it does a D8 every time, and I do it a million times. So, so here's before, before you read out what you've rolled, um, here's what I'm going to say. Um, the glass is bulletproof glass. It's supposed to withstand meteorites and space debris. You're shooting it from the inside. You're rolling 1d8. Yep. I'm going to say if you roll 4 or lower, the bullet will bounce around the cabin. Uh, and then I will roll to see if I beat anyone's AC. Um, Bear in mind, my armor's now in the floor in the puddle. 8 plus 4, so 12. Okay. Um, you shoot the door, uh, the window, sorry. Um, you see a little tiny crack forming. Perhaps a 1 inch hole? I am going to, uh, I'm going to like go as far as I can while like keeping my hand out to like keep pushing the button, and uh, I'm going to try and just like see if I can begin to. F- Someone else could just push the button, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm going to move. Hey, row, you push the button. I'm going to try and get through this. Robot, like, <laughs> maybe just try and kick fuck out the door. <laughs> you could try and kick fuck out the door. When Pete steps away from the button, I'm like, no, 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 keep pressing the button, and then I'm going to be on button duty and like keep pressing the button like every five seconds or so. Uh, Ro, if you'd like to roll me a strength check. A kick fuck out the door check. You can roll me a strength check and you can roll me an attack, whatever you'd prefer. Okay, so it's eight damage. Eight damage? Um, I'm going to say eight damage. You put a little dent in the door. It doesn't like, come apart, but you put like a big sort of uh, robot hand-sized dent uh, in the, the door. Can I try and squeeze out of the crack in the windshield? Roll me a dexterity check. Come on, PD. That is a... Uh... 19. On a 19, um, you manage to squeeze your way through the tiniest possible crack uh, in the glass. Like, this thing is so small, auto glass wouldn't even come out and fucking fix it. (laughs) (laughs) You squeeze your way out, 
uh, and make your you're out you're out bro you're out you're outside of the so oh, they're my captor is inside and you're out I see that look on your face Petey don't even fucking think about it you can't hear him uh, <laughs> for the purpose of the podcast I just moved my mouth but obviously you can't see me doing that but I'm going to keep doing it uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to like Petey's going to put his hands up and like shake them side to side and uh, gesture as if he's been friendly and say, hey, fuck you, fuck you, with a smile on his face, fuck you. Petey, I swear to God, if you try, you're on a planet, you don't know who's here, you don't know, I can find you fucking anywhere. If I found you at that yacht party, I can find you anywhere. Oh, my my friend, I am green, we're on a green fucking planet, you're never gonna find me. I will just morph into a fucking puddle, and I will vanish, and you'll never see me, oh. I'm gonna take another shot at the window with my rifle. The fuck? Uh, you can roll me damage. Um, Sky, I would like you to roll uh, a constitution check to see how sore your hands are. <laughs> I did 10 damage. You, a bigger crack appears in the window. That's a five. I can do this all day, Petey. On a five, you take a second or two to let your hand rest. As you turn back, you're now in five seconds as the thing's timing down. Switch hands, press again. <laughs> you switch hands and press again, it resets. I turn to uh, the Miss Robust and I say... <laughs> Miserable <laughs> <laughs> bus 2022. <laughs> and this guy's unsure of like how to address the 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 robot in the room, but uh, I say I just go like, didn't you like teleport earlier? Can't you just teleport all of us out here? You literally like when we were on the eclipse, you literally teleported. Thanks for the idea, kid. <laughs> yeah, you can you can misty step yourself out to grab PA if he's trying to escape. What they're seeing is me holding my hands up and looking very friendly, like I'm not going to do anything. Um, my insight, Petey. You can roll an insight. Can I roll deception to? You can roll a deception. <laughs> um, eleven. He's he's winning that. He's got good deception. That's a nineteen. Nineteen. You can see. You know, he's right there in front of you. He is clearly saying "fuck you," but his eyes look kind. <laughs> his blob eyes look. The eyes he's forming, choosing to form, look fully forming puppy dog eyes at you. He's just like the real knight. <laughs> Telling you to go fuck yourself, but you just can't not like him. I know. Um, I'm gonna. He, he's Peter's thinking it over. There's a, he kind of needs these guys to survive, and he's assuming that if there are any rations or food or anything on this planet, they're gonna be in there. And he, you know, he wants to needs to figure out. I'm assuming we'll need to fix this shit up, the ship up to try and get out of here. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna try and help them out. I'm gonna try and see if there's any wreckage. Or anything that I can try and like wedge against the crack in the windshield to try and push it open. Um, you can roll me an investigation check. Uh, while you're doing that, everyone else, I've just made a little roll here for the integrity of the button. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the button didn't do well. The button's got some wear and tear. Uh, and as you press the button uh, one final time to reset it, Sky, and notice how I said one final time, um, it just sticks in there. And doesn't come back out, doesn't pop back out like a button should, as the timer continues to count down. This guy makes like one of those like weird fear noises when you like see something that terrifies you, like <gasps> What's wrong, son? And then uh, button will work, button doesn't work, button doesn't work. Ah, uh, get, get me have a look at Robust that shit. 3000, can you get yourself out of here? I can get Braxton. Bye, bitch. And then she's gonna cast Misty Step. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try and mending the button, cantrip. Cool. You... Boom, boom, you are just, uh, roll. you appear outside of the pod as you misty step out to the other side of it. You're casting mending on the, yeah. the button. You cast mending on the button. It works. It fixes the button. 
That's all you need, kid. Great. I'm going to grab Braxton by the shoulder and cast Thunderstep. Because I can take one other person with me with Thunderstep. Yeah. Is there any way that I can communicate to get my stuff? Because all of my, <laughs> my guns, my armor, all of my belongings are inside that ship. Oh, because you have to squeeze have to through. through. Uh, I'm going to, uh, as I pick up, I, I got a, a 17 on my investigation check. So as I I see that you're like about to go, I'm going to gesture like towards my yeah. violin yeah, you case. can roll me another insight. Yeah. Uh, I got a 19, but... Oh, you want your guns? You want you want your my, armor? My, my hat. Your that was hat, my well, that was my grandpappy's hat. All right, I'll get you. I'll get your hat. You want the hat? Oh, I don't think I got enough hands to pick up any of your weapons or armor, yeah. though. I'm gonna look at Sky, and just try and give you an intimidating look. Like, get my shit. Get my I shit. Mean, what do you do? Is it, is it like how much stuff is there? I've only got one hand free. Like, I've got a, I've got to grab Braxton by the shoulder. I gesture that like, pick up my knives, put them in a pocket. Pick up my gun, put it in another pocket. That's an insanely complex gesture. <laughs> I, I very quickly... Like, you have you have 20 seconds to, like... I very quickly grab, gr- just grab whatever I can scoop in one arm and then cast Thunderstep. Yep, cool. You, you, um, I'm not going to make you roll for that. You get to pick up, like, a couple of pieces of his suit. Um, you don't get any of his weapons as you Thunderstep outside. You guys all make it outside. Which... Also does 3d10 thunder damage to everything within 10 feet of where we started the teleport. Does that, I'm trying to think, would that extend out of, like, see if it's full cover? Does that go around full cover? No. I'm going to say that'll just be within the fucking... A little, or at least does to into safe, a slightly safe... So theoretically, I could do damage to the door, open the door, and I could run and get my stuff. I would say, here's, here's, here is... It might just blow up the pod. Here is what I say happens. Um... Okay, PT, you squeeze out of the pod. You're standing at the glass window taunting everyone. Row, you look around, you say, fuck this. You abandon those guys and you teleport yourself out of the pod. Uh, Sky, you turn to Braxton, you pick up as much stuff as possible and with a, a thunderous boom, you guys teleport out of there as the glass window that you squeezed through, PT, uh, shatters into pieces as the pod uh, reaches its last two seconds. How far away is my stuff? Roll me a dex check and I'll tell you if you reach it. <sighs> Come on, that plus eight. That is a 15 plus, that is 23. On a 23, you make it. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Not that it's because my character is invested in you not finding your weapons and armour, but how do you have a plus eight to dexterity? Because I my proficiency bonus is plus three and I have a plus five to dexterity. But it's a check. Oh. I think that's saving throw. Oh, then that's a... Don't get your stuff. <laughs> <Don't> get your... <laughs> that's a 15 then. On a 15, you make it to your stuff. Oh. Oh, fuck. You land on your stuff as you hear... Take cover! And like dive behind something. Like a rock or something. What are you guys doing? You're taking cover? Yeah, yeah. She's just going to like put her arms into her body and like go into like a bottle. You guys all take cover as you uh, enter the pod uh, that's reached its sort of final moments of its uh, thing. And as that happens, as the timer reaches zero, uh, nothing. And then the doors decompressure and just fall open.
Uh, great, I uh, I go fully snake form and uh, put on my suit without like having to undo the buttons or anything. I just kind of slither in, uh, and I pick up my guns and my knives and I kind of just put my hat on. Well, thank goodness you managed to pick up all your weapons. Hey. I was really worried for hey, a second. Nah, you know, you got you got her. You got Ro here. You got you got you know this cool kid in this fancy armor. You got you your guns. You're not bothered to learn his name yet. Sky, Sky, this is Sky. Don't don't you worry yourself. I, I, you know, you need another gun. You know, like this might be a dangerous planet. We haven't been here before. There could be scary things. There could be monsters and beasts. We don't know what's happening. So, it's all good. It's all good. You can trust me. We're here in this together. Once we get off this planet, however, and we get back to home soil, it's all off. All right, we help each other for now. Uh, I like to uh, put out my big. Green hand. I put out my uh, my little and elf as hand. I do that, I'm gonna like just kind of like cover his hand a wee bit with my with my with my ooze, I guess. With your own skin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do like the, the 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 stupid macho thing, and I like put my hand on over. And the then top I put my other hand on your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> sort of looks like uh, Petey's just enveloping him. <laughs> I was being eaten. <laughs> just keeps growing arms to do this. Um, Sky sort of wanders back over to the wreckage and picks up the last of his kind of like little bits and bobs that he left in his big sort of board in its holster and puts over his back and says, "Well, that was kind of under uh, estimate. Oh, what's the word again? Uh, that was kind of an anticlimax, but I, I, th- I think we did quite pretty well there under the pressure. Well done, everyone. Hey, you know you you did not so bad yourself. I think we worked together quite well as a team." I think we're gonna. I think this is gonna be good. I think we can, you know, sleep in this. You know, we can stay in this pod for shelter. It's the food. We got food on on this that we can eat. Do, do, do they provide food? You know, you work there. I'm assuming you know if they provide food in the pods. Oh, is there food in the pods? I thought you were th- asking if there's food in the planets. I don't know if there's food on the planet. I've never been here before. Is there food in the pod? Is there food in the pod, though? Uh, I will answer that no, there isn't, because it was owned by a billionaire, and billionaires don't care about people. Now I know next time, <laughs> now I know next time just to say yes, and then Josh has to be the bad guy to, like, go back on it. <laughs> I'm going to go back a little bit, because no one seems to care about my well-thought-out uh, prank, the little prank puzzle. We do care a bit. I said, fuck you. Yeah, man. Um, not so much that you don't care. No one cares to think about the thought that went behind that. See, uh, I said earlier, if anyone remembers, uh, purging sequence activated. Now, if you were to purge a spaceship, what would you do? You'd open the door. So there you go. That was the the long, hour-long thought process that that took me to you come up what? with how Josh, that would make sense. I think Josh deserves a round of applause, everyone. Well done. Have you have you patted yourself on the back enough yet? Is that? Uh, let me go one more time. Hold on. I just wasted my... Second, my second level spell. <laughs> yeah, your sense of self-preservation role was inspiring. You know, leaving me in there, God, it, it brings a tear to my eye. Hey, hey, she was just trying to secure your bounty. It's okay. It's not her fault. Is it Roe? No, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. You calling him bitch now? Really? He's a bitch. I thought I okay, whatever. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> we can both be your bitch, huh? All right, all right, all right, gang. I think we need to find some food and shelter and water and. Start making some sort of survival for ourselves on this planet. Are there trees around? Um, and things? Oh yeah, what the fuck does the planet look yeah, like? Yeah. You guys have sort of been like facing in towards the pod, like arguing for like five minutes. Um, and a collection of random deadly beasts has gathered around us in a circle. Uh, you all turn around 
um, and see you are standing on the sort of lip of a tall and rocky cliff face uh, overlooking miles of dense green jungle. I know, I don't know how you didn't notice you were on the edge of a cliff, but... <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. We, we look over and our cartoon eyes bulge. <laughs> Awooga! Um, tall trees sway with the wind as their leaves and vines writhe and move almost off of their own accord. This place, the whole sort of surrounding area, everything feels like it's alive, like everything seems like it has its own sort of thinking mind rather than you know it's just like oh it's just a plant it's growing it like it seems sentient um you hear strange wails and sounds echoing all around you the screech of distant winged beasts and the thunderous stomp of gargantuan feet as you scan the tree line you see poking over the treetops moving in a herd six huge long-necked creatures seemingly reptilian in nature. This is a fucking dinosaur planet. This is a dinosaur planet. <laughs> hey, they move in herds, huh? This is a planet called Roar XD. <laughs> I'm going to say, as you see on the one working computer, you're on Roar XD and nothing else is known about the planet. Roar XD, huh? I hear that means I love you in dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, that's us specifically showing which age demographic we're pitching this yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> fully. We're millennials. Um, do we know what a dinosaur is, or are we just like, oh, that's a big fucking creature, you know? Um, uh, you guys can actually tell me, do you think you would know what dinosaurs are? Right, so this is beyond the river, right? The big asteroid field. Yes. People don't normally go beyond the river. The, anyone that has has never came back. Do dinosaurs exist in the inside of the river? Earth exists within inside the river. But like our Earth? Are there stupid cunts making a podcast in, inside the river? Somewhere within <laughs> the area of space called the Known, there are five people sitting within a flat in Partick um, <laughs> talking shit in the microphones. I'm going to say you would probably know what dinosaurs are, at least in a, a very, very vague way. Like in the same way, you know, in like Futurama, where it's like they kind of know stuff about old New York, but it's all wrong. Right. In that way. You've heard of dinosaurs, but they're like ancient, ancient, ancient history. Like, Don't worry, guys. I, I think I read up about creatures like this uh, in the books, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're all they're all vegetarian. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it's more meat for us, huh? That's good. Um, well, I mean, technically two of us are not made out of meat, so that's not, that doesn't really... We're not out of the woods yet, if that's the case. Yeah, just like suddenly turning to Petey and going, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we keep you safe, huh? Hey, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Listen, if someone was able to get here onto this planet and name it, perhaps you know no one's ever came back from the river, but maybe they got stuff here, something that we can fix up to get off this planet and get back home. So maybe we go for it. I'm gonna climb this tree, and uh. You're not actually by a tree. You can see trees sort of below you. You're on a cliff. <laughs> right. I'm gonna get on top of the shuttle and I'm just going to get a little bit of see if I can see smoke from other shuttles that maybe have crashed uh, you know like streaks across the sky from you know the the back of other shuttles that may you know with debris and see if we can see any other landmarks that may be uh, you know artificial not made by nature and see you know we got somewhere to head somewhere to go cool um, you 
climb up there, you guys start looking around. As you sort of look to the skies and sort of look around, you couldn't really be on a much higher point, so you getting on top of the pod is sort of like a mute. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, you're on top of a skyscraper and then got on top of a box sort of thing. But um, after a few minutes of sort of scanning the area, you hear, boom, a crack in the sky, a large sort of explosion uh, from far above the clouds as flashes of lightning emanate um, throughout the sky. Turning to the sort of source of that, you see a flaming hunk of metal. <laughs> we see a flaming hunk. <laughs> it's Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> flaming hunk of metal. It's my brother. <laughs> It's another pod. Uh, as that falls from the sky uh, and sort of plummets towards the tree line in a, a complete nosedive. Um, however, as it sort of reaches the trees, you see it pulls up uh, and glides along the very tops and then gradually disappears beneath them. Um, it takes a few seconds uh, as a large crash echoes out uh, all around you and then you start to see smoke rise from a location about a mile or two in the distance. Do they have a rougher landing than we did um no they had a a a, a better landing than you oh well they looked like they had a easier time landing their ship than we did so it might be in a better condition maybe we can uh go there kill them take their ship well if it comes to that yeah but other you know we could parlay oh yeah yeah we don't see if their ship needs parts and swap them with our ship make a make a you know better working ship we we should go there so we need to get down this cliff yeah, let's try that. Um, Is there any uh, rope, perhaps some hemp rope, in the back of this? <laughs> well, I'm a D&D adventurer, so I've got 50 feet of hemp rope oh, in my... how do you know? i got 50 feet of hemp rope in my, my case here. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Sorry, space hemp rope. Yeah, how about we try... Is there, like, some things that we could attach the rope to, or we would could, the pod uh, be heavy enough to... We could rip chunks of the uh, the ship off and make anchors as we go down to keep it safe I, I watch as, as, the, as the, the the older men of the group start getting into their tinkering and they're like oh don't worry guys I'll fix this and I say oh, guys we could just jump I could you know I know I know some spells and stuff that could like help us in a situation like this hey um no. now I, I... like like I did on the on the boat during when the boat was falling apart and like I could fall slowly and you make all of us fall slowly and safely yeah Guaranteed. Yeah. You're not going to fuck it up and I'm not going to go splat. <laughs> it's just you when you hit any surface. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't guarantee you won't splat, but I can guarantee it'll be safe. That's kind of a sleigh. Yeah. Listen, I, I, you know, we got to trust the kid here. You know, young blood, maybe he knows what he's doing. Ro, what do you think? Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Okay, kid, this is your chance. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. A little bit of a smirk, a little bit of a... Alright, oh, okay. They're all... They're all waiting on me. I, I stand <laughs> at the edge of the cliff and hold Rose's hand before we go. Ew. <laughs> I instinctively go to, like, grab my hamster and Carmen's not there. I get upset for a second. And then I cast a little feather fall on all of us. You cast feather fall on everyone just as uh, Ro, you are um, space iPod uh, sort of kicks into play in the aux cable you'd plugged it into as Dream On by Aerosmith starts playing <laughs> as you'll just like tip over the edge of the cliff and slowly uh, fall to the bottom uh, completely Her sound safe. system like comes out of her mouth so her jaw like unhinges and it's like blaring out of her mouth. <laughs> 
That's so unsettling. <laughs> the fuck is it? Five people all standing hand in hand, just falling vertically slowly. Yeah, you fall vertically slowly as uh, Ro has a mouth wide open, blaring music from it like fucking Pennywise the Clown. Um, you reach the bottom safely, sort of into this um, jungle environment, like dense trees and uh, vines and stuff. Um, I take it you're just making your way towards the uh, crashed pod that you'd seen. Yeah. Cool. Um, going to say you guys start sort of hacking your way through the thick undergrowth, uh, long grass and tangled vine make the going quite slow as you carefully climb over dead and fallen trees and stomp your way through deep mud. This place, as far as you can tell, is mostly untouched by any humanoid race um, that you would know of. Like the idea of there being this much nature in an area unpolluted I'd say is probably quite crazy to you all um, and the sort of era you all live in and your planets and stuff like that it's like you know big industry um, everywhere you know is overpopulated so to see this much just like growing like natural life is a bit weird um, anyone though can give me a, a, a DC 10 nature check 17 18 7 PE's never left a city yeah this, is, this, is, this isn't right man doesn't like it's 10 10 uh, Ro, you're certain that these are plants. <laughs> PA on an eight, you're not. Um, <laughs> hey, this is some sort of like soft metal. Starts poking at the trees. Start poking at the trees. Yeah, um, there was no fucking plan before, Beatty. I'm sorry. I didn't get to go on fucking holidays when I was young. Going to the nice planets. Going away this grass. I didn't get to fucking do that, okay? I had to work. You know what work is? No, you don't. You're a bounty hunter. All you do is you come in. No, no, look at me. Look at me. All you do. Right? Is someone... Oh, I didn't pay my parking fine. Oh, no. Some guy in a trench coat or a dust or whatever the fuck is going to come up. He's going to grab you in front of your wife, in front of your kids. He's going to drag you away. The ma- they're saying, Mommy, Mommy, don't let them take Daddy. Don't let them take Daddy. You're going to be like, No, fuck you, kid. Fuck you. I'm going to take your Daddy and I'm going to collect a fuck ton of money and I'm going to do nothing about it. You're going to be fucked. You're going to be fucked. You're going to get no money coming in because I took your Daddy because he didn't pay his parking tickets. Does that make you feel like a big man? Is that, is that how we get to go see grass and trees and all this nice stuff, huh? Am I getting a lesson in morality from a career criminal? Yes, there's a lot about you, don't it? <laughs> yeah, I, you're, the charges I'm arresting you for are like tax evasion, murder, manslaughter, conspiracy to commit murder, fraud, racketeering, and you're at me because I'm the one arresting you? Tell me, when you arrested me, right, did you do anything illegal to get to the arrest? Did you, for instance... Steal anything, or you know, like take anything from anybody. Or did did you buy a ticket? Because as I remember correctly, it was very expensive, more money than my bounty. I'm assuming to get onto that ship. That was an expensive ship. Making uh, you know, gotta make tough decisions in this line of work. Oh, so uh, it's okay for the law to break the law because it's the law. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You know, you just step on the little guy. He means nothing. Nothing. Are you the li- are you the little guy in this I'm scenario? I'm the little guy in this scenario. You're the little guy. Yeah. My family, ten generations ago, started off from nothing. Just piles of... Ten, ge- you have- <laughs> ten generations is a long fucking time to be the... To con- we don't live long, kid. You're a nepotism baby. What did you just say to me? You're a nepotism Baby. You better keep fucking walking. Are you going to be wearing that fucking tree? Wearing that tree? I'm going to cut you off. 
<laughs> before the Tartan Table Chop podcast gets assassinated by the CIA. <laughs> uh, Nigel gets done for domestic terrorism. Um, you guys, back to the original. You're role. a wonderful, wonderful actor, Nigel. <laughs> that wasn't acted, guys. That was a lot that of. That was from the heart. That was from the heart. <laughs> It was hard to disagree with you, you know? Sky and Roe have sort of, like, sunk back a little bit as we're walking, just, like, letting them hash it out. Sky's just like, do, do they know each other? Is there something, like, that's, do they need to work something out? Is that what's going on here? Just business, baby. <laughs> um, back to that role that I uh, got you to do, that nature check, remember that? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I derailed that. Sky, um, Braxton, you were busy with a conversation. Now, Sky, you are, like, scanning this sort of fauna um, and as you do more sort of familiarity appears than you would have expected and um, not in the sense that you know a lot about nature but in the sense that these are entirely sort of unnatural um, the more you look the more you notice that everything here is like biomechanical um, to some degree like the plants unfurl using like little blue sensors uh, whenever something comes close to them as you see um, and as you cut through the very real looking vines uh, the inside of them contain like cables and wires and sort of electrical currents and things like that oh so this jungle is not all that seems did you say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> just like just like holding like a cable vine and just whispering to himself, like, ah, this jungle is not all that it seems. I'm sorry, kid, the men attacking. I don't I, I don't even hear them, yeah. Listen. And another thing, you're dressed like shit. What is this? What do you, what, what you think this is? Look at that suit. Now that's a point I can get behind. <laughs> uh, I turn around to my and say, hey guys, the jungle is not all that it seems. We're about to do a glow up. <laughs> Wait, are we talking a makeover? Well, wait, give it. Wait, what do you mean the jungle's not all it seems? Bro, we'll talk later. <laughs> and I just like point out, and I, I, you know, I show them the cable vines, and I point out all them. It's, it, it's like a robot jungle. It's like a mechanical jungle. Bro, any uh, any insight on that? You plug it in. Plug in the jungle. Maybe. The- <laughs> <laughs> plug in the jungle. We <laughs> even to like plug it into myself. Yeah, like, like, like Avatar. Just like plug, plug a in. tree. On a planet that we've never been on before, it has the, everyone uses a USB port, it's fine. Maybe this is your home planet. I find that offensive. Yeah, you just assume, oh, it's a robot planet. It's got to be related to the robot in the group. Well, Humans, I, huh? I don't know. Where do robots come from? They're, they're, Real they're built, man. That... It's from Block Keith Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Block Keith <laughs> I do some kind of like scan, or should I just plug it into myself? I don't know. Um, I I never described you know any sort of USB socket or anything, but I'll allow you to just like jam this broken up vine into your body. Uh, <laughs> roll me. Just another day at the office. <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking check for that would be. Roll me a Constitution check. <laughs> Make sure you don't get a virus. Six, so it's an eight. <laughs> Roll an eight. You're struggling to find somewhere to plug this into your body. Um, you sort of feed it down your own throat. <laughs> <laughs> and you stand there for a minute as it sort of buzzes inside your sort of inner workings um, and nothing happens. You just feel this thing. Um, uh, this is sort of like if you cut a cable in half and then try to plug the, the, the cut-up end of the cable into a USB socket. I think we should follow the vine and find the power source. Then I could obtain a more accurate reading. Yeah, um, I'm gonna start to 
do a bit of that shit, tr- track that vine. Cool. Um, what I need from you is the marching order as you sort of walk through. What's everyone walking in? Very confidently, very arrogantly, uh, Braxton will say, uh, I'll lead the way. Ro, you get behind me. Hey, kid, you get, you get behind Ro. In front of me, keep you safe. You know, young blood. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ro, actually, on second thoughts, if you hit up the back, make sure that... Uh, yeah, it's a good idea to have the tank at the back, isn't it? That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, and I'll come behind you, Mr. Braxton, sir. That sounds great, kid. Yeah, I bet you'd like that. Ro, I need you. I, <laughs> I need Bro. you at the back. Ro, oh my God. Ro, I need you at the back, keeping an eye on uh on Petey the She's plasmoid like, here. Just raging because Braxton's like pying her off so much for the sky kid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex, uh, Braxton, if you could roll me a survival check. Yes. Um, it's good. It's a... It's a 22. And a 22, you are tracking this vine like it killed your own mother. Um, you are going through this jungle, um, jumping over fucking trees, swinging from other vines. It's crazy. I'm not going to make anyone else roll because you guys just walk along the ground following this um, as you're doing like mad shit to follow this vine. You eventually reach um, what looks to everyone else like a just an overgrown area of the forest like no other, but what you see buried under the grass in front of you is a, a little hatch in the ground. Um, can I open it? Yep. You open the old metal hatch um, and see just a dark sort of 20-odd foot drop uh, leading down a sort of steel ladder. You can see the bottom of it, barely. Shine the torch down, have a little, put my head in. You poke your head in, you look around, you see a very short corridor leading into what looks just like a sort of, almost like a workshop, sort of office workshop. There's some, like, you know, like a study table and then there's like a little workbench. Um, you see written on one of the walls in big yellow letters, Station 19. I'm going to head down just because there's probably more stuff to have a look at, a look at in there. Um, you all want to come down or does somebody want to stay watch? What do you think? Yeah, I want to I want to come down and see the cool. Yeah, you're all coming. You're coming down. You're going down. Actually, no, I'm thinking I might stay no, up here. No, you're, you're down here with me. You know, no, see, I wanted to go down with you. But now, because you want me to go down with you, I don't want to go down yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, I've noticed that, but you're coming yeah. down. No, it, it, it's, it's like, come on, man. I'm going to sort of put my hands on Petey's shoulder and push him towards the hole. Do I just fall down the hole, I guess? No, it's a ladder. <laughs> you fall down the hole. <laughs> hey, the fuck? All right, all right. I'm coming down as well. What about Sky and Row? What are you guys up to? Are you guys going to stay at the top and keep an eye out, or are you going to... I don't mind holding it open, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know, because then... Do you want me to come and then, like... Technology wise, I could move. Yeah, it's probably best for you. I think we should, we should all just. Yeah, go let's just go in the hole. Let's all go. Everybody in the hole. get Josh in the hole. Josh is going to be like the hole shuts. <laughs> <laughs> the, and another timer begins. Uh, Could we like leave something over the hole so that if it shuts, it doesn't stay shut? Like uh, I don't know, like a wedge. I don't want to get trapped in here. I didn't like being trapped in the shuttle. I'll take out one of my daggers and just put it, like like he says, as a wedge, just in case. Cool, you stick up a sort of little uh, lever there to stop the, the hatch from being able to fully close. Um, as you all sort of climb down and into the small uh, room in front of you, you see it's quite spartan. There's an old broken computer screen uh, and documents and papers scattered around a small desk and sort of pinned up on boards on the wall um, and just... Other than that, there's nothing really on the walls other than the thing that says, this is station 19 of something. Um, does anyone here read Lizard Folk? 
or speak that language. Could I roll a history check to see if I've encountered any lizard folk during my crime travels? Sure, you can roll me a lizard check. A lizard check. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a lizard check. Roll me a history check to see uh, if you... Niall rolls a lizard check and he finds out Queen Elizabeth was one. <laughs> I'm not, not with a two in the die. A two in the die, you have never met a lizard person in your life. Um, anyone can give me an, uh, an intelligence check to see if you can just sort of decipher this. It's not too far from common. Six. Twenty-one. I've got eleven. That is a... Uh, Sixteen. Um... All sort of working together, you're able to sort of piece this together. Um, it's not, you know, you don't get all the nuances of some of the stuff that's kind of written on the, the papers and stuff like that, looking around, but you get enough that I can progress the story. Um, looking at some of the stuff, you see a, what looks like a, a little voice note machine um, that you could listen to. It seems like a tape still in it. Um, looking at the walls, you see a diagram of what looks like a huge robotic T-Rex um, with adamantian skin and claws uh, and it's just labelled Big Gaz. Um, <laughs> there is a note underneath it but you can't quite decipher what that is. Um, next to that, there's a, a diagram of a, a sort of strange winged looking creature um, but in the diagram it has sort of like schematics and drawings for a seated area strapped to the thing's back um, where like a number of sort of cosmonauts are, are are sitting on the back of this large winged sort of pterodactyl looking thing with like spacesuits on. Um, the note underneath it you can read says needs to be faster if to outrun tentacles rockets question mark. Hey tentacles, was there tentacles on the other ship? Huh? There was. So were the tentacles here? Because this whoever is there any like reference to? Whoever's doing this, whatever's doing it, a company, corporation, person. Not on any of the written documents. There obviously is a little voice memo if you want to listen hey, uh, to it. Before we play the voice memo, you uh, you managed to do the fixy fix magic hands yeah. with the button. Yeah. Can you do it with the computer and make the computer go? Well, I'll give it a go. You hold your hand out, you cast mending on the computer, uh, flashes up. Windows Linux. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, you cast it on it. It like boots up, but it seems like the sort of memory on it and the 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 heart, the software on it's a bit corrupted. It's worth a shot. Yeah, you know, we plug in the we record the thing and play it. Yeah, you could plug it into Roll. You should play it out of mouth again later. <laughs> <laughs> Just the face away, please. God, I hate when you do that. I don't like it. You plug the device into yourself, row, and open your mouth as you hear a, another voice sort of exiting um, from Ro's mouth. Um, you hear, I fear that this was all in vain. The hunger has taken over most of the population. Good lizard folk turning on each other in violent rage. My wife... I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex just looked at me in the eye and went, my wife. <laughs> I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. So I will sorry. do my best to continue down this path, but my belly growls. And then you hear like the snapping of jaws, like just like a... Gek, help us all. Gek, famously the god of lizards. 
trapped on this damn rock. And then it cuts out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not looking good, guys. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know if there's much left here, or maybe we could uh, see if there's anything left and make, try and yeah. make... Yeah, one last little search of the game. Yeah, just a search, look for like weapons yeah. and supplies. Um, um, I'll do a investigation check, eh? Mm-hmm. That is a 17 on the die, and then I'm going to add... That is 21, that's a plus 4. Um, you guys have a look around, you don't find much, you don't find any inkling as to who these people are, um, but you do find uh, are two sort of like cosmonaut sort of pressure suits, like space suits. Um, you only find two of them. Well, we got a robot. I can hold my breath for an hour. <laughs> so... You keep telling us this, and it's j- it is impressive, but we know. <laughs> <laughs> Kid. Don't fucking start with me. I've been very fucking nice to you. Have I not? Have I not? Hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. Have I not been nice to the kid? Nicer to him than you have to me. Exactly. Yes. And, and, you know, I like you. That's because I don't fucking like you. I like him. Understandable. He's, yeah, you fucking arrested me. I got. I almost got to kill my sister after she tried to kill me. Would have been a whole thing. Would have tied up my story nice and neatly, but you fucked it. You, you have, you know, I've been nothing but nice to you. And then I offer you my hand and you slap it. You slap my hand. I'm very sorry, Mr. P.E., sir. You know what? If you're going to be sorry for something that you do, just don't fucking do it in the first place, huh? Just don't fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) Nail, you're so so intense. There's something within you that you clearly need to let out, and D&D is the only way that you can know how to do it. (laughs) Don't go to therapy, play (laughs) D&D. What were you saying about two spacesuits, Mr. P.E., sir? What I was going to say was, you could wear one of the fucking spacesuits, and the elf could wear the other fucking spacesuit. I was trying to be nice. I could have just said, I'm going to take the fucking spacesuit, and left you fucking choking when there's no fucking atmosphere. But no, I was nice. But yeah, you can you, you can wear the fucking spacesuit, alright? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, that... Do you agree with P- me? Petey, that's a good idea. I, I, yeah, okay. But look, we've spent a lot of time here, and we're still trying to get to that pod, so maybe we, uh... We head on out to the pod. Let's take the spacesuits. We don't know who else is trying to get towards it, you know? Would the spacesuits fit in my violin suitcase? Uh, yes, you could probably fold them up cool. and get them I'll, in there. I'll stick them in. Cool. You guys pack up and sort of leave. You walk for about another hour through the jungle, uh, growing closer and closer to the source of the, the smoke you can sort of see just above the tree line. Um, as you walk, you begin to hear strange and sort of weird menacing noises from what looks like... Uh, the beginning of a small clearing, um, low guttural growls and the smacking of jaws, followed by like faint mechanical whirs and like soft whimpering, uh, comes from this clearing. It seems like this clearing is probably where the pod is. Uh, what would you like to do? You're not really uh, in sight line yet of whatever's going on. Do a bit of scouting. Um, maybe climb a tree and have a look. Go. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do this. I'll um. Um, if it's if it's like uh, north of us, I'll run to its run north so that I'm on the other side of it. We can get us around it. Kind of you, you go to go around the other side. You, uh, Petey Braxton, you're climbing a tree. What about Ro and Sky? So we're like we're trying to like the logic is here that we're like going to surround whatever the sound is. So Niall's like run away. Well, N- Niall's going to do that, I guess. But um, 
Pee's gone. Yeah, now, he's now just was, now away. Now um, but not necessarily. Like we're just trying to get a better look at it, I guess. We should have made that totem pole out of all of us, like sat on each other's shoulders. Please, we can just climb them. <laughs> Boring. Um... <laughs> Sky's gonna like just follow uh, Mr. Braxton, sir, and uh, sort of stand watch at the bottom of his tree. You guys stand watch at the bottom of the tree. You start climbing up. Um, roll me a dexterity check as you do that. Um, PT, you start making your way sort of around the other side. Uh, roll me a stealth check as you're doing that. I got a 16 on dexterity. Cool. Um, you easily make your way to the top of this tree as you sort of do get a clear view into the sort of clearing. You look out there before you as a heap of smoke and fire and twisted metal. Uh, the other pod is in this clearing. Um, as you look further, though, you see trapped slightly under a, a piece of wreckage uh, a metallic winged creature about the size of a corsa. Uh, was <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same one that you'd seen in the diagram earlier. Um, soft, robotic whirring and whimpers escape from its long, steel beak um, like everything else on this planet, it seems to be part creature, part machine. Uh, the smell of burnt flesh gives away the less lucky creature lying under the, the sort of brunt of the debris beside it. Um, pterodactyls, they're just big giant car-sized pterodactyls. Um, what did you roll, PT? An 11. You start making your way round, um, pretty blasé, like, just sort of, like, I don't know how a Ooseman walks, what that sounds like, but I'm thinking, bloop, bloop. So spring in his yeah, <laughs> he kind of absorbs his, he wears like black Oxfords. They kind of absor- I wish I'd never asked already. <laughs> and, uh, he, he kind of absorbs them into his into his body and then runs on the soft ooze instead. The I think the worst part for me is is imagining because plasmoids in my mind are blue, is imagining the black on blue of that with no socks. It's just not a very nice image. Pete's green. <laughs> I retract what I said. Um, you make your way around. Uh, you are silent enough that you're not noticed by the people that you see in front of you as you make your way around. There, You see what looks like um, scaly creatures. Um, they've not noticed you. They're sort of hiding in the bushes from the other side looking into the middle. They're sort of uh, bipedal. Uh, lizard folk looking sort of things um, creeping their way around uh, they seem to be um, at least some sort of distant relative to what lizard folk are um, except their eyes are coated in a sort of strange yellow pus uh, their skins like cracked and flaking uh, their joints cracking and twitching as they move an animalistic rasp catching in the back of their throats as their jaws all snap in unison. Uh, they slowly start to creep out from the bushes into the clearing, um, not noticing you. Uh, you see them as they come out of the bush, you guys, Braxton, um, Sky and Roe. You just get a kind of look as he sort of explains what's happening. What would you guys like to do? Are they going towards P.E.? They're not going towards PT, they're going towards the creature that's trapped, the sort of pterodactyl thing that's trapped, and that seems to be crying out in terror as they approach. How cute is the pterodactyl? <laughs> because PT, if he has a soft spot for anything that's animals, will I cut this check? This is a giant fucking metal 
broken uh, lizard creature. It's not very cute at all. Pete goes to look for his goes to reach for his gun, then looks at the pterodactyl and kind of goes, eh, and then stops. Just kind of um, watches and sees what happens. I'm gonna, I'm going to ready my rifle and aim it down, but I'm not gonna fire unless something happens. What about Sky and Roll? What are you guys doing right now? Sky is kind of happy and content to let this play out. He's like sort of like amazed by the watching new life, undocumented life just happening and doesn't want to interfere. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking similar. I'm happy to let these things interact with the weird pterodactyl before we do. (laughs) Cool. Uh, They all start approaching. Um, You see two of them, there's five of them. You see two of them approach the thing's beak uh, and with horrible brute force like pin its beak down on the ground and keep it shut so it can't bite at them you assume one resting its knee on its head uh, while the others seemingly look for heavy debris and rocks um you said i feel like last time you said something like we had communications devices with each other um i can't remember but cool yeah yeah you have one with roe i'm gonna say to roe we can't let them take this thing out this could be our only ticket out of here what do you suggest we do then I suggest you storm in, create some chaos, and I shoot at them from far away. Same thing we always do. Chaos activated. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot at the one with its like uh, knee on the pterodactyl's head. Roll to hat. Uh, oh, that's the 14. Um, yeah, 14. 14 hats, give me some damage. So, uh, the first one is 12 damage. And because I'm a gloomstalker on the first turn, I can just uh, do another attack. Cool. I can do another attack. Yeah, that one's just not going to hit. That's uh, like a 11 or 12 or something. Cool. So two shots sort of ring through this valley. The first, a sort of shot, echoes through the centre of the clearing as you see this thing's fucking head just explode into pieces and fall to the side. Uh, another shot rings out, almost like a warning shot, um, as the rest of the sort of lizard people spring to attention and start looking around. Just as you uh what does chaos mode look like? What do you mean cause some chaos? I don't know, just charge in and <laughs> charge in like swinging your arms like that, like forward. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> like Kermit the Frog, your arms are in the air, like you walk in. Uh, they all look fucking terrified. Roll me an intimidation check, Ro. 16. On a 16, they all freeze in fear. Uh, and the ones, the, the other one that was on the pterodactyl creature sort of backs up. Um... What would you guys like to do as they all sort of um, stop with their hands I'm up? I'm going to draw my gun and shoot the one that got shot originally. Just finish it. I think he's dead already. Is he dead? Yeah. I'm sure Josh said his head blew up. You, you walk out from the bushes behind these folk and put a fucking round in like, the headless corpse of a friend. <laughs> I'm then going to point my gun at the other two and say, Get on your fucking knees. Get on your fucking knees now. Rah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. <laughs> they all sort of like uh, look around there. They don't really understand what you're fucking saying. Hey, I'm going to shoot one in the knee and then see if, if it falls to its knees, then gesture to do the same. I'm not going to make you roll a hit on that. You walk up to this thing, shoot it in the knee as it falls to the ground in pain as the rest of this um, sort of untouched um, sort of tribe of lizard folk uh, collapsed to their knees in terror. Looking back, this is pretty fucking brutal what we're doing. 
Hey, I didn't fire the first shot. Huh? Yeah, no, it's my fault. Sky, Sky is fully like in the tree line, like watching, like in horror as we're like, what's going on? Can I part the pterodactyl? Yelling up to the tree, like they they could be peaceful. They could be peaceful. Hey, they were about to bash in this thing's head. They were looking for debris. I'm assuming they were gonna hit something, hit this thing in the head. You know, like I I like this little dude. He seems cute. I'm gonna scratch his chin. Uh, you scratch his chin, roll me an animal handling check with advantage. Um, and I, if it makes you all feel better, I'm insinuating that they have some kind of space rabies. Um, whether that makes you feel better about, honestly, the colonialism you're taking part in. Um, you know, whatever. That was a 19 and a die plus, so I've forgotten. Four, that is 23. 23, you go down. You you calm this thing. You scratch its little underside of its uh, head, its chin. That's what the underside of the head is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> unlike the sort of rest of its body, it's like soft and sort of more fleshy under the um, under the sort of like beak and top of its head, which are made of complete steel. Um, it likes you. It chirps a little bit. It sort of nuzzles you. I'm going to call you Meadow. Yeah, that's nice. You, you like that? Did you say meadow or metal? Meadow. Meadow. Like a, like a med- metal is a family name. I'm glad he didn't pick that one. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, as you guys stand in the clearing, these guys all look terrified as fuck looking at you. One of them's bleeding out on his knees. Anyone can roll me an insight check as they scream and sort of start to crawl away from you. Eighteen. Seven. Seven. Um, that's not going to do it. I don't know why I chose your role to read out loud. Um, anyone that got over ten, which I think a couple of you did, um, you look at them, look at them as they look in terror towards you, but you realise they're not looking at you. Um, they're looking at a space beyond you, behind you, some would say, as they all drag their friend and start to run away. Um, what would you like to do? Um... I guess turn around. Turn around's the, the big button in my mind. I'm going to keep patting the pterodactyl. You keep patting the pterodactyl. You guys all turn around. Uh, a feeling of hot breath uh, blowing against your backs. Silence other than heavy breathing. And fucking Petey patting a metal pterodactyl's face. Uh, fill there. You turn and see uh, nothing. Nothing is there. And then a shimmer in the air, slowly the invisibility field surrounding whatever creature has apparently been stalking you through the jungle uh, begins to peel away, revealing a gargantuan face before you made of jagged metal and peeling dark scale. The dark red glow of its lens eyes flash slightly as they scan over you. It rears back, revealing a huge 30-foot dented but never pierced hide Two little arms with huge, razor-like adamantine claws dangling from the end. It roars, revealing row upon row of whirring chainsaw teeth whipping its spiked tail into the air, and you recognise it from earlier as Big Gaz. Gaz! How you doing? You alright? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Hey, I'm Petey. Uh, I don't know if you know Meadow. This is Meadow. Uh, you know, we just saved it from these uh, creepy kind of lizard guys. How you doing? You know, I liked your invisibility field. It was nice. It was nice. I'm going to let everyone take an action of some kind as a T-Rex stands in front of you. Uh, I'm going to cast Bless. I'm going to cast it on 
me, Ro, and Sky. Do I witness that you cast Bless on everyone bar me? I have to increase a spell slot if I cast it on you, Niall. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Yeah, I'm probably, I guess, then, yeah. Petey's not going to acknowledge it. He's just going to... Oh, okay. So, Braxton, you cast Bless on everyone. Uh, what would everyone else like to do in this sort of uh, surprise round, almost, that I'm doing for you? Sky is going to do a big jobby in his little boy pants. <laughs> Make a jobby roll. <laughs> What's that? Uh, roll to shit. <laughs> um, and you know, his training's going to kick in and he's going to cast his little defensive spell that he loves, which is Blur, which just gives um, creatures disadvantage when they attack. That shouting song to him. <laughs> he just goes, like, he just a little, little jobby in his pants so then he just like casts a spell and suddenly it's kind of like harder to see him and he's kind of like blurring it in and out of vision. Cool, so that's, uh, that imposes disadvantage on you? On attacks on me. Yeah. On attacks on you, cool. Uh, Ro, what would you like to do? I'm uh, just going to run straight to this little pod that's on top of the pterodactyl and just try and flip it off. Cool, uh, give me a strength check. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Um, so you start to sort of push on this thing. It like creaks and like moves a little bit, but you don't quite get it off um, of the is pterodactyl the, at this point. Is the pterodactyl directly underneath it? Yes, yeah, like one of its like wings is like caught underneath it. Could it try and could it? I guess give roll the help action by pushing as well. You could give me an animal handling check again with advantage to try and convince the thing and try and I don't know get the thing to do that. Right. Animal handling. I've got a plus two. Oh, my boy's wicked good at handling animals. Yeah. My boy's always out handling them animals. Not on the <laughs> podcast, Josh. Who up handling the animal? <laughs> hey, baby, you up handling animals? <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, so I'm trying to roll, laughing too much. That is a, oh, a natural five. And a natural. So that's. Uh, could I <laughs> <laughs> just say the number now? <laughs> that was a with animal handling. It was a seven. Okay, but the role that I asked for. Could I? Could I try after it fails? Try intimidating it? <laughs> Carrot in the stick, you know. Like you, you know what? Tell me what. Just act out this whole scenario, and I'll let you know if you can intimidate it. Um, I'm gonna. Can I like take, like, give Meadow a pat underneath her beak? And, uh, Very nice. Meadow, I need you to push, alright? I need you to push as hard as you can against this big fucking uh, shuttle. I need you to push, alright? Give me all you got, give me all you got. Come on, come on, let me see what you can do. Come on. You fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that, huh? You meant to be some big winged beast. You may be flying through the skies. But how much do you weigh, huh? What, maybe like two or three tons? And yet you can't even push. You can push your two or three tons against the air and make yourself fly. But you can't push against this tiny little shuttle. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm disappointed. Look at me, Meadow. I'm disappointed. I want you to try again. Do better. I'm going to say that on... Uh... Rose next turn an initiative, uh, they will have the help action um, with the pterodactyl helping to lift the pod. But uh, on this surprise round, uh, no, no dice. Pete didn't feel do- good doing that. I hope he didn't. <laughs> he didn't enjoy that at all. Um, so with that, everyone can roll me initiative. Woo! 
19, boss. 22. Wow. I've got 18. 19 on the die. So it's going to go Petey, uh, Braxton, Sky, Row, and then Big Gaz. Uh, so Petey, you are the first to act. What would you like to do? You said that on Row's next turn. On Row's next turn, they will get advantage. She'll get advantage uh, on her strength check. Could I hold my turn? Um, yeah, sure. What is it you're looking to do? I'm hoping to, after she pushes the shuttle over, from where we described with our shuttle, the gun was underneath the ship. Mm-hmm. So then I'm assuming there's a big fucking pterodactyl lying against the gun right now. So once we push the ship over, I'd be able to get access to the gun to shoot the T-Rex. I'm going to make a roll to see what side the pod landed on. Uh, on a, a nat 1, uh, the pod is just currently upside down with the gun on the top of it. Okay, I'm not going to hold my turn. I'm going to run in there and try and start shooting the gun. Cool, there is one shot loaded in it, obviously, before. Uh, sticking to the canon of my own world. Um, someone does need to crank it to reload it. Um, someone has to crank it. Um, but you have one shot. How far away is the crank? Um, it's like below you. You could, if you rolled high enough, do both in one turn, I would allow it. Okay. What would I be rolling for that then? Um, you don't need to crank it right now because you have a shot loaded. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay. Josh, my mum's going to listen to this. Come on, man. <laughs> what, what would my plus my attack bonus be for this? Um, plus your dex, plus your um, your dex, plus your proficiency. Okay, so that is plus five, plus three, that is 18 to hit. 18 to hit is going to hit. And what's the damage on that, Bab? Uh, I'm going to say, because I haven't thought about it, 12d10. What? Yeah, 12d10. Okay, that is... Do I add my sneak attack to this? <sighs> sure. <laughs> that is 68 plus 3d6. 78, and then do I add my own do I add my own plus 5 for dexterity? Yes. So that is 78 plus 5 is 83 points of damage. So you fucking run into the gun in this ship, you uh, wheel it around as a thing sort of roars uh, in your direction. You blow uh, one of its entire arms clean off of its body as it sort of roils back in pain and sort of screams louder at you. Um, Sparks fly from the wind. I'm the rest of my turn, I just put a cigar in my mouth and they just ro- revel in this moment. This is a good moment for Petey. Um, you plant a cigar in the sort of ooze area that would be your mouth and sort of plop that in there um, and smoke some tabloco, um if that's what we were calling it. Tabloco is now canon. Tabloco, yeah. Tabloco, you, you roll up, you take the rest of your turn to roll up a cigar and <laughs> get your little tabloco pouch out, your, your filters, uh, and get that going. Um, cool, that's then going to be Braxton's turn. I'm going to look at the uh, the hole that's now in the beast that Petey blew off because his arm is now like, you know, there's a gap where his arm used to be. I'm going to aim my sniper rifle at it. And pew, uh, shoot it. Um, that's uh, 15 to hit for the first one. 15 is going to hit. Cool. Um, second attack as a Gloomstalker, it's called. Is, uh, um, lower is 13 to hit. Uh, a 13 uh, does not hit. 
10 points of damage for the first hit. 10 points of damage, you steady your sniper right sniper rifle. <laughs> you steady your sniper rifle. You steady your sniper rifle uh, staring down the scope as you uh, lose a perfect shot into the the large gaping wound uh, that uh, Petey had created in the, the sort of abdomen area of the, the beast as it again roars at you guys. You're acting so fast right now to just wail on this fucking thing um, as oil starts to like pour out of the hole down its body. Uh, it's then going to be Skystorm. Oil, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a uh, flammable oil? Uh, yes. As all oil typically is. In that case, uh, Sky's gonna spot maybe just a little divinely given opportunity and try and nail a well cast firebolt up at the leaking oil from its its body. Is that a roll to hit or is that a saving throw? It is a roll to hit. So you can roll with advantage if you want as well. Thank you very much, I will. And I'm blessed as well. Hashtag blessed. This is a, I know, hashtag blessed, which is like a D4, Alex, yeah? Yeah. 16 plus 4 and then plus spell attack would be seven, 27 a hit. Um, Whoa. That doesn't hit, now imagine. Um, you definitely hit with that. Um, roll me some damage. And I'll tell you what happens. You can double the damage on this because you're exploding fucking oil on top of it. 22. 22 fire damage. This isn't enough to fully kill. This isn't enough to fully kill the beast. Um, but you can describe to me sort of how this manifests as you cast uh, your spell. Oh, definitely, just like like some nice Doctor Strangey hand movements, and then like a pew, and like like that finger gun, that like firebolt right up at that leaking oil. So you do some like cool, like very like um, intense, like magic hand movements. You're really focusing in, and then you just fucking finger gun it um, <laughs> as this bolt of fire fires out. Uh, its whole chest erupts in flame as you see what was left of the sort of. Uh, scaly sort of leathery exterior that melts away to reveal this like metal jagged rib cage and like sparking fuses within it and like beeping nodes and stuff like that um as it sort of like jolts and like staggers as it's moving and you hear things like snap and break as it tries to come towards you guys um it's then going to be rose turn um i'm gonna use like whatever communicator i have with braxton and be like do you guys need me to bring out the big guns or do you want me to hold fire? Just basically meaning like, do you need me or should I just keep pushing this thing? Um, <laughs> I mean, like everyone's doing a pretty good job fucking this thing up. Uh, I think, uh, uh, Ro, I need your strength. I need you to flip that ship off that bird so we can try and use it to make an escape. We've heard this thing, but there's no mean, that don't mean that it's going to die anytime soon. Ship flip in progress. <laughs> Roll me strength uh, with advantage. 15 and then a 20. 20, on a 20, you dig your robot fucking legs into the ground and you not you don't even like roll this thing over you like lift this thing up uh, and just fully like shoulder press it into the air and then throw it to the side like it was a fucking like it was fucking nothing with Petey on it <laughs> with Petey Petey's on top of this have you ever tried to like tip up a wee pot of jelly you get and try to get like the last little bit out of that pot of jelly you know you're in there with your tongue and all that trying to like slide it out 
that's how you exit this pod. <laughs> so, as as Ro picks it up, you sort of like sludge out of this thing, like just fall out of it like a, a loose bogey <laughs> cigar hanging out it as you fall to the ground uh, and the pod is flung away. Does that end your turn? Do you want to do anything else? Maybe I'll just head over to this dragon thing and start trying to climb my way. I don't know, see how like viable it is to get on top of. On the pterodactyl, um, you use your movement to get over there. It's pretty easy to get on. It's like lying down quite flat right now as it sort of tries to adjust itself. But you, as this thing is sort of like just got his arm free, it feels this like, you know, like ton robot like <laughs> climb onto its back uh, as it flips over and you hear like a little groan from, from Meadow, the, the pterodactyl. Um, it's then going to be uh, the turn of Big Gaz. Um, so we've not had him yet. Um, who is closest Probably Sky and um, Braxton. I am going to say that it rears back. It doesn't quite roar anymore because you've fucked it up so much. It's just this horrible like machine noise that sort of whirls and creaks and snaps in its mouth uh, as it tries to come towards you, Sky, and it tries to just bite you. Um, I'm going to roll to hit here. Thanks to my spell, it's at disadvantage. It's at disadvantage. You're lucky because it rolled a natural 19. Uh, and then rolled a natural 3. Um, so, because of your spell, it goes to like snap its jaws around you. Um, but it can't quite get a read on you as you scramble its sort of like lens eyes um, and just narrowly misses you as it bites. It does have another attack. It's going to sort of claw in the air uh, around you. Um, I'm going to say it's going to continue attacking you, Sky. I'm going to use... It's claw, um, it's got disadvantage still, uh, and again rolls another natural three, so it's just piling down on you uh, and just can't quite get you as you're like flipping and moving out of the way. Um, it's then going to be back to the top of initiative uh, with um, PT. So when you, when Ro shoulder pressed the shuttle, did it land, did I get like thrown clear? Am I like. Yes. Okay. So. I guess I'll draw my pistol and I'll take a shot and just try and do a little bit more damage to it and then I'm going to head for Meadow. Roll to hit. Plus eight. That is 19 to hit. Uh, That's going to hit. And then my damage. That is 1d10 plus five. That is nine points of damage. Nine points of damage on it. This thing is looking fucked up as you bang shoot your pistol as like a big chunk of its like open mouth. Its teeth sort of fly out and part of its jaw flies off. Um, as it sort of gets stuck, it can't quite like close its jaw to bite anymore. Um, as it starts to flail with its one remaining claw. Um, it's then unless you've got any movement or bonus action you'd like to do. I'm going to run to. I'm gonna run to Meadow. Cool. You run across the meadow, uh, Rose already on top of meadow, are you climbing on top as well? Uh, not yet, I'm just going to uh, get down like by her ear and just say, by the way, I didn't mean anything that I said, I was just trying to motivate you, I think you're a good bird, you're a great looking bird, pterodactyl, lizard, flying lizard, I don't know what the fuck you are, but I love you, I think you're fucking brilliant. Squaw! Yeah, squaw! Let's squaw. fucking go! That's right, baby, let's squaw. Jesus Christ. Um, You reach this thing, it's sort of like... um on its like legs now, its wings sort of beaded into shape. Um, seeing it, 
row you're in the back of it this is like a nice kind of seating area that's almost been built into the back of it um, it's like open top um, Con- convertible pterodactyl it's like, basically <laughs> it's just got like seats in the back horse sized pod we were in a minute ago then. yeah literally um, you see all this as well PT um, it's then going to be uh, Braxton's turn uh, I'm going to also climb on top of uh, Meadow and um, sorry I forgot his name there for a minute uh, climb on top of meadow and then fire off a a pop shot at the at the um, big guys. Uh, that's a twelve to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Ha- I'm gonna take off. So around my neck, I have my holy symbol. Uh, it's in the shape of a sort of of a crosshair. I'm gonna take it off and then lock it into the scope of my rifle and then fire again uh, with my holy symbol attached. Uh, and that's. It adds a bunch to my to hit, so it's at least a twenty to hit. Adds the power of God. It adds the power of God and anime uh, to my hit, uh, and that's uh, all that for eight damage. Eight damage, this thing. You run up onto the back of Meadow. You take that like little like sniper position to do, where they're like, sort of lying on the side, but like leaning on the sort of like, edge of the 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 saddlebag sort of area on the back of the pterodactyl. You take your shot, deflects it with its claw. You look to the heavens. You call upon your deity as you place your holy symbol into the rifle and you take your shot and it sort of skiffs it a little bit and it leaves a little cut on it. Sky, you're the only one out in the open here and this is the start of your turn. As much as Sky is like recognising this is maybe an opportunity to like get some cred and like single-handedly take down this mahusive beast, I think he realises that maybe, yeah, he agrees that we've all bitten off more than we can chew. Um, but before he darts over to Meadow, our new pterodactyl friend, uh, he's going to try and lock down Big Gaz just for enough time for us to get away. So I'm going to cast Rhymes Binding Ice, which requires a constitution saving throw from Big Gaz, as I, again, do my Doctor Strange magic hands and blast out a big cone of cold frost which hopefully is going to tie him down for a little bit. Big Gaz has some pretty good constitution so we'll see how he does here. He has leaked a lot of oil. Uh, he rolls a 15 total. Um, you cast this roiling sort of cold energy from your hands as it starts to freeze over the metallic joints of Big Gaz. Um, as you see a sort of thermal engine start to kick in within him and melt the ice off him as he, he cracks and it all falls down and he uh, looks at you very hungrily that's sick so yeah he definitely he only takes a measly five damage and he is not locked down for a turn and i'm gonna do another little jobby in my boy pants and run over to the pterodactyl <laughs> you run to the pterodactyl um just in time for big guys to take his turn um he charges at all of you in the pterodactyl and he's actually not going to attack any one of you but he's going to attack meadow itself um, it can't bite anymore um, because I narrated earlier that you had broken its jaw but it's going to try and stab Meadow with its huge adamantian claws um, I'm going to make some rolls here that's going to hit and that's going to hit bad as you all climb onto the back of Meadow and sort of get ready to leave you turn to see Big Gaz charging towards you and hear a sickening and a a slight whimper from Meadow's mouth as you all look down and see Gaz is buried his huge claws deep into Meadow's stomach. 
uh, as oil pours out. Um, is it my turn now? Yes. When is Meadow's turn? Oh, I've not rolled on a shit for Meadow. Um, let's see now. Uh, Meadow's going to make her first death saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take my gun, point it up the uh, up the T Rex's nostril, and say, "Get off my bird!" and pull the trigger. Um, roll to hit with advantage. That's an 18 on the die. That's going to hit. And that's a, that one, thank Christ. Uh, 18 plus, that's 26 to hit. And then 1d10. Uh, that's 6 points of damage. 6 points of damage. You turn C, big gas, hand buried deep into the, the stomach of your newfound uh, pet, your newfound bird. Um you're right up next to his huge, you know, van-sized head as you pull out your small laser pistol uh, and point it to the space between his eyes, his large sort of lens eyes. Tell me what happens as you kill Big Gaz. Yeah! <laughs> uh, he pulls the trigger and uh, kind of just maintains eye contact with Big Gaz as uh, the lights kind of go out in his eyes. And just gives him a gentle nod, and as he starts to fall and starts to lose his consciousness, just a small little plasmoid middle finger forms as he begins to slip down, holsters his gun, and he just tries to like take off his waistcoat or something and try and plug the hole in Meadow and just try and like see if he can help her. Um, Ro, you'd said about casting Leo on hands, you'd I'd assume cast that. Yep. Um, you cast that, um. How? What's the healing that? Is it one d eight? Is it? It's uh, up to twenty five hit points. Oh, you how many? How many you want to do? It's per day, and the day I've had enough. Frankly, today this has been a long day for a roll, so I'm just gonna presume that this is all I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give all twenty five to Meadow. Cool. You give all twenty five. Meadow's looking as good as ever. And um, I was gonna say, Braxton, you could cast mending on it. This is half machine. Um. I might as well. I'll He'll, do it. Yeah. You guys, you guys all start casting healing spells and mending, and Meadow looks better than she did when you met her, despite having just been stabbed. She's pure flapping and smiling. Like. She looks great. Uh, she's so happy. She's a flap. She's a flappy bird um, as she looks ecstatic and happy to be with you guys. Um, as you, um, I assume, Petey, you are sort of taking the reins here. Yeah, you take the reins. You soar into the air as the creature whack squawks with delight, skimming the treetops below you. Uh, it hooks around the side of the jagged cliff face you had landed on before hurtling towards the large, uh, long-necked creatures that you'd seen before, sort of dodging and twirling in between the, the skyscraper-sized necks. Um, shoots upwards towards the clouds and into the atmosphere. Is there anything anyone would like to say to you? I'm going to go into my uh, suitcase and throw you to uh, space, the, the spaceships and uh, give Sky a little wink as I take in a huge deep breath. Here we go! And I kind of whip some reins. With a puff of energy, you bust out uh, into space. 
For a second, things seem calm as you float in the area between the planet and the river beyond it. And then, all of a sudden, you're back to the reality of the situation, dodging and twirling, being knocked side to side by the awesome might of the river's spatial current. Dark tentacles creeping towards you from all sides. And that's all we've got time for today. Hey! If you enjoyed it today, even if you didn't, fuck you. Please come along next week. <laughs> come along next week and find out what happens next.